What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. It is Colin's Conversations. I'm Colin, and we have episode 39 featuring Mike Miles. We've got uh, two quick little advertisements, and then we got an hour's interview. It's pretty good. We play some games. We go through Instagram. You don't want to miss this one. It don't matter where you are in your life. You don't have to do it by yourself. It don't matter what you need. Colin can help. Cool. So we got Colin's Conversation Podcast. I got Mike Miles with me. Um, I'll let you go ahead and let everybody know who you are, what you do, and how everything got started. Uh, I go by the name Mike Miles. It's actually my real name. My name is Michael Miles, so Mike Miles is just short for that, obviously. But uh, I got started rapping probably, I don't know, I wrote my first song, I think, when I was in sixth grade at the dinner table. It's when I first moved to Willoughby, too. Wrote my first rap. It was something corny. I forget what it was. Like that's when I used to call myself Lil Ice. I don't know. That's funny. But I dropped uh, a project actually in 2011 called Rapper Die. I think it was like 13 songs or something. I can't find it. It Used to be on Dat Piff. I don't know. Am I supposed to be looking at somewhere like specific? You can look anywhere you want. Okay. Oh, I'm probably just look like I don't know. But uh, I dropped it on uh, Dat Piff. And I feel like it was on live mixtapes too, but I can't find it nowhere. It was a dope little project, something I recorded in my uh, friend's basement. Thinking back, I did everything. I would do everything differently, though, how that started. But that's a whole other story that we can get into or whatever. But uh, that was called Rapper Die. But I, I wasn't really taking it seriously. I would just, I don't know, put music out or whatever. Then I stopped rapping. I never really stopped writing though, I stopped recording, and then I dropped a project at the end of 2016 called The Other Side, which is pretty dope, it's a project I actually pushed and actually shot videos for and did something with, and then I dropped two more projects since then, one called Happy Hour 2017, and then I just dropped a project called 27 back in June, but uh, yeah. That gives us about 18,000 angles around with, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, you're Cleveland native, right? Yes, I actually, I actually moved around everywhere. Everywhere. I think I went to like seven different schools, let's count them. Kindergarten, first, second, third and fourth, fifth, sixth. Alright, so I went to six different schools, and then I moved to Willoughby. In sixth grade, and then I've been in Willoughby since. I moved all over East Cleveland, West Side of Cleveland. Yeah. So you're one of the few people of Cleveland that have actually broken that East and West divide. Most people look like it's like crossing the gates of hell if you have from East to West. Nah, it's cool. I mean, I was a little kid, so it's not like right. I remember a whole lot about it, but it was cool for the most part, I think. Had you always been into music since a kid? Um, Even if you weren't making it, were you always kind of just like drawn to music or instruments? Yeah, just because the type of <clears throat> just because the type of person I am, I feel like music affects me more than like the normal person or whatever. Like when I hear music, I get I feel like I just get more chills. My body re- my body reacts 
more than I think the normal person does. But growing up, I didn't really listen. Like I was raised by a single mother, so I wasn't really listening to a lot of, uh, I guess, hip hop and rap. It was like Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, Boyz II Men, stuff like that. It was like a lot. It's like a lot of R and B stuff. I don't really incorporate that in my music, but that's just a fun fact, I guess. You know. That might be, you never know. That might subliminally be where you get like a little melody idea or something like that. Maybe I don't know. So your mother was listening to pretty much like that sounds like just about not all '90s R&B. What was yeah. the first music that you really got drawn to? Was it rap? Was it hip hop? Just anything? The first music I probably really got drawn to is gospel music, to be honest, because okay. I actually grew up in church. Like I think I won't say grew up in church, but. I think from the age of 9 or 10 to the age I was 18, I was at church every Sunday. Every Sunday. I could not miss a Sunday. I'm talking about church functions. I'm at church three times a week. It's wild. But yeah, probably gospel music, man, actually. I don't really go to church no more, but I always catch myself singing gospel songs. Did you ever uh, pick up any instruments, or you always just been a vocal... I've tried, man. I've tried. I can play the piano a little bit. A little bit. I can play the guitar. I don't even say I can play the guitar. I know how to do one song halfway decent on the guitar. <laughs> That's better than me. I got zero songs halfway decent. Right. I'll take it then. Do you read music or do you kind of just nah. pick it up and try to feel it out and just remember what you did and what you didn't do? My girlfriend's aunt is in a band actually and she plays every instrument she plays a bunch of instruments so she actually taught me this uh kid rock song midnight train to memphis i think it's called okay and she taught me like the few keys to play or chords to play it and uh, i just memorized the chords and that's the only thing i can do as far as guitar and i cannot read music no that's i think a lot of musicians kind of like you said you feel it more so you don't really need to read it you kind of just pick it up and your ear kind of tells you oh i like that chord i don't like that chord and kind of just yeah. put it blended together i can't really speak on that because i don't play around with instruments enough but i feel like that's how it is gotcha and how, how does a typical song go to for you kind of putting it together is it always a beat first or do you put words and then find a beat uh it really depends to be honest i mean Sometimes uh, beats give me inspiration. I'll say when I hear a new beat, that's when I can usually write a new verse. But sometimes I'll start writing that verse, and then I don't really like it to this beat no more, so I have to find a different beat. But it's usually beat first. Sometimes it's lyrics first. It's not really. I don't really have a set in stone way that I rap. But I would say if I had to pick one, it's probably beats before lyrics, usually. And if somebody has never heard your music, is there any way that you could describe it? Like, does it sound like anything? Is it just completely its own unique sound? I don't know, man. People people tell me I sound like a bunch of different people all the time. Like, I don't know. When I, when I listen to my music, me personally, I just think of bars. And that's what other people say to me a lot, like bars. Like, it's just a lot of bars. Like, I'm into metaphors a lot. Like, I listen to Wayne. Wayne's my favorite artist all time Drake's up there too but I'm big on metaphors and I and I like clever lines and stuff like that so I heard you like that graphic that I put from your uh, uh, pot to piss it line what's that oh yeah that was dope 
That was right. I've never seen my lyrics like something like that. So that was, that yeah, was pretty it's cool. It's one of those things I, I kind of wonder why more musicians don't do stuff like that. I mean, you, you spend all your time uh, writing and, you know, it, it's that way to put the writing into a visual medium. Where, like you kind of said, your music kind of, like what I've heard of it, um, a lot of it, like you said, you're painting such metaphors and it's such visual things that you're saying mm -hmm. that, like, you use that as a background picture, put two or three lines of text, mm -hmm. you know, throw that in a little link of, like, hey, check out this song, you know. I feel like that's something more like people want to see that from other people, you know what I'm saying? Like, people, I can make raw shit like that. I mean, I don't know how, if I could learn how, whatever. If I could do that, whatever, posting it myself is one thing, but having somebody else post it about you, that's what people care about. Because people care about when other people care about you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of the, the village mentality of like, oh, oh, this guy's talking about this guy. What, like, 100%, 100%. That's all it is. Do you find it hard to get a buzz for the music, or do you think that you would put out some projects where you're like, wow, I thought this was going to be popular, and it wasn't, where this yeah. I didn't think was? Does that happen to you? 100% all the time. I, all Literally, the songs I think are going to be like the best song on a project or if I put out a single, okay, I know this is raw. Like this is going to do, this is going to do well and it doesn't do well, but then they'll find the song on the project that I hated. Like I didn't even like this song and everyone's like, oh man, I love this song. It's my favorite song. So it, it, that happens all the time. Like, I don't I don't know. People like what you don't like. I don't know. I just keep making music and hope everybody likes it. Gotcha. What would you say is your most uh, popular song? My most popular song is probably my song called We Know, I would say. Is that one of your favorites or is that just kind of people people chose it more than you did? Uh, It grew on me. It grew on me. I didn't expect people to like it as much as they did. It, that's, it was one of those type songs. I, uh, I shot a video for it. I don't know if you know who OG Magnum is. That was gonna be one of my questions. How did, how did you come to, in to say, did you contact him? Did he come, how did that connection happen? Actually, uh, <clears throat> my dude, Tori, he, he just hit him up. He was just like, oh, I've seen this dude. He just went viral from Jansen at the gas station blah 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 I'm like alright hit him up so he hit him up dude was down to shoot a video he's like I'm going to this pool party in Fort Myers if you can come down here I'll shoot the video with you so my dude Tori got people in Florida so we literally flew down there for less than 48 hours rented some cars shot this video and flew back it was dope though it's got like 80, that's the one with like 80,000 yeah. like right? yeah it's dope it was definitely a fun experience. I feel like that's probably my most uh, played song, most popular song, because it had the most exposure. I had a clip of it land uh, on World Star camera. It was dope. That had like half a million views. And I had a bunch of people in the comments saying, oh, what was that song? Number, whatever. I got the link saved somewhere. It was, that was dope just to see people talking about it. And, uh, did you kind of promote that song differently since you kind of had that celebrity influence or did you do everything about the same? I mean, really I can't say I did anything differently because I just do things the way I know how. I feel like I promoted it just, I feel like maybe it was a little bit more because I had a publicist at the time actually. So 
she did more things than I was capable of doing myself. So. And uh, when you put out a video like that and you're getting 70,000, 80,000 views, did you kind of notice a correlation in like your streams or downloads or anything like that? Oh, for sure. Search for sure on that? Oh, for sure. But the thing about it was I, I released this video and I wanted people, if you wanted to hear this song, then you had to watch the video because I didn't release this song. Gotcha. Like I never dropped the, the single or anything. I just straight up dropped the video and then I eventually dropped the song everywhere. So I, I feel like that was a bad idea though. Like it sounded, it sounded like a good idea in my head. Like, oh, make him watch the video, make him watch the video, whatever. But at the end of the day, I would have got way more streams if I would have gave them the link to the video. I mean, link to the song when the video drops so they click, click on it. I added it eventually later on, but yeah. And what would you say, uh, what platform are you getting the most buzz on? Uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you're just about everywhere, aren't you? Yeah, you could probably, I mean, you can definitely find my music everywhere. I believe it's on iHeartRadio, Pandora. I don't know if it's on Pandora, let me take that back. I know it's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Tidal, iTunes. I would say I get the most plays right now on Apple Music. That's what it seems like. Well, I think I've been helping you there. Everything I've been listening to for you is all uh, Apple Music. Hey, right, I appreciate it. That's dope. Absolutely. I've been Thank listening to you. Uh, the, I, I, the couple albums you said, the first couple, I don't think either are on here. I just didn't They're dig not. deep enough. Um, but I got pretty familiar with 27. I like 27. Thank you. Um, it's, it's downloaded, so you got hopefully get some points for that. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but I. I want to talk about you've got at least three songs or is there more than three songs i know that the most you guys got a few with dirty backpack how did the collaboration with dirty backpack go because they talked about you on their last episode i don't know if you know i feel like no i did not know that i don't think i, I don't you have think to I check that, that out yeah i definitely will but uh i feel like we got more than three songs man i feel like maybe three release songs namaste blue sheep now and we what's that one song oh man we just found it too i can't wait for casey to see this uh we just found it i can't think of the name right now but i want to listen to it again because it was raw but we got like i don't know seven or eight songs i want to say nice how did that collaboration start oh uh they i think casey actually hit me up on reverb nation i want to say i used to be on reverb nation a little bit or whatever when i first out my project the other side and i was promoting it everywhere i think he hit me up and it's like hey bro you're dope or whatever let's collab and then usually when people hit me up they are trash like for real like it's hard to find artists that not even i won't even say trash like it's hard to find artists that are serious about this music stuff like people just want to ride waves and buzzes and all this weird stuff it's hard to find people who are actually talented and serious about their craft. But I believe Casey hit me up on Reverb Nation. It's like, hey, you're dope. Let's uh, work together. It could have been SoundCloud. I don't know. And I checked him out. And I was like, I was blown away by how raw he was. I was just like, wow, what the fuck? And he lives right in my city or close to my city, like very close to me. So I was just really surprised about how talented he was. Then I didn't even know that John was in the group. I didn't know it was a group, honestly, all like that effort. When I first, very first heard him, because I only heard Casey, and I kept replaying his part, because I was just blown away. I was like, man. Then when I eventually started listening to him more, I realized John was in the group too, and I was like, Jesus, two of them, like, it's raw. So 
they were just really cool dudes and uh i don't know how we i don't know how we eventually linked up but he hit me up and i said like, yeah let's do, let's work and we just start making music it's raw though yeah, I mean, everything you guys put out, you guys have a great energy together. I mean, you guys all click. Oh, thank you. Everything goes. Um, what's your favorite Dirty Backpack song, and you're allowed to pick one that you're in if you want? It's hard to pick a favorite one. I can pick my favorite one at this very moment. That's fair. My favorite one probably at this very moment is Cora. That's my favorite song. Off of Dawning, uh -huh. their new album they just dropped. Very, very, very fucking dope. Casey was playing that song for me like a, a few times before it dropped. Oh my god. I, I was learning all the lyrics before they even put it out. I really like it a lot. But, favorite overall, man, I don't even know if I can pick a favorite overall. I don't think I can. It's I really like a bunch of their songs. They're, they're really talented artists, so. Shout out Dirty Backpack. Absolutely. Um. What is the favorite collaboration that you've done with anybody that you've worked with? Man, that's a tough one also. I've done some really, really uh, fun collaborations. I would say my favorite one will probably be the last one I did with J-Word called Set It Off. We shot a video for it. I think we released it. November, December last year. That was just my favorite, only because of November just 9th. November 9th? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably my uh, favorite collab, just because the scenery where we shot the video was dope. Working with Brett Vance, that was a good time, and just my verse on that was was crazy. I just love the energy, but it's a really it was a really fun song to make. I hope no one gets mad at me though. I did some raw collab. Shout out everybody I collab with. Who is somebody in the Cleveland scene? Because like you said, you kind of get the preview on how people's music. Mm. Who do you think that's somebody that should be a lot bigger than they are or isn't getting enough credit? Kind of this year gives a chance to give them a little shout out, a little bump. Who should be bigger than they are right now based off the quality of what they're putting out or about to come out with? Oh man, that's a tough one too. It's two people that I'm thinking of right now. I don't know which one to pick, but I'm going to say. You can pick both. If, if they're that good and we should, everybody should know about them, I'm, I'm cool with you. I mean, know we, about well, everybody already knows about Nuke. I think Nuke, like when Casey first like showed me him, because he was trying to show me him a while ago, and I was like, and I heard him, I was like, okay, he's raw, but like. I'm not, like, I, I didn't go out and download his music or anything. I Then Casey kept saying, oh, check my dude Nuke out, check my dude Nuke out. And Casey would always play his music every time that I saw him or just about every time. Then I really start paying attention to him. Then I actually met him for the first time uh, at Casey's birthday party, I think, not too long ago. It was a few weeks ago or something. But, uh... Is actually dope in person too, and he's super, super, super talented. It blows my mind that he doesn't have like the record. He's not getting the recognition that he deserves. Him and Young Cap, Young Cap. I don't understand how Young Cap has not blown up. He's really dope. I think he's you like. You got a song with him, don't you? Yeah, I do. I was listening uh, to that earlier. I don't remember the name. It's uh, unique. Yes. Yes. How, tell me about that song. How did that collab happen? Because that song's pretty nasty. Uh. 
I heard him. I heard him making music or whatever. Like I heard one of his songs. I was like, yeah, he's pretty dope, whatever. Like, okay. And then my dude, Jeffrey, he was like, oh, you need to make a song with him. Like you guys would be raw. I was like, yeah, I'll be on it. Like he seems like he'd be good to work with. He's talented. So Jeffrey hit him up or whatever. And then Cap was like, oh yeah, come over. We'll talk, blah, blah, blah. So we link up and I'm, a, I'm big on vibes, you know? So if the vibe's not there, then it's like, I don't really want to work with you at all. Like it's cool, but I probably won't do no songs with you or nothing. But uh, he, he invited us over and uh, he was actually dope in person. He rapped for us. He showed us some of his work, some of his videos was, was rapping unreleased songs. And I was like, this dude is way better than I thought he was. Actually seeing him do his art like live in front of me. I was kind of blown away by his talent. So I was like, hey, we got a collab. He was down with it. And that's how Unique came. Yeah, I was uh, just listening to that earlier while I was walking the dog in the park. And it, it was one of those, I was, everything I was listening to, I was kind of paying extra attention to everything that you were doing, knowing I was about to talk to you and trying to pick up different things. But that one, he came in and I was like, that motherfucker is good. He's really, you would think, you listen to Unique, you would think that's his song and I'm featuring on it. But that's my song, <laughs> even though he showed up. That's not even the, uh, the right beat though either. We actually had a beat for this song. But I didn't buy the beat right away because I didn't know if Cap would like it. But he came and he loved the beat. He literally wrote the hook and his verse in probably 20 or 30 minutes. It was crazy to see how fast he works. He heard the beat, wrote the hook and the verse to it. And we recorded the song, I believe. But I went to go buy the beat and it just had got exclusively sold. So I was very upset. We had to do a new beat. My dude EV, who I, whose studio I go to, actually recreated a beat around our vocals. So, and that's how Unique came. It's a very unique song. So, that's awesome. Yeah. What's it like when somebody comes on and tries to steal the show? Does it when you hear that? Do you kind of just completely rewrite what you're doing and try to go harder? Does that? Does oh, for sure. That competition kick in. Oh, like, yeah. oh shit, gotta show up. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't go hard at me on my own song. Like if it happens, it happens. I'm not a, like a petty type person. We're like, no. Nah. It's not like I would never work with somebody who I think was a better artist than me or who could give me a run for my money or whatever. Right. But a person like. Like, even Young Cap, who I was working with, I redid my verse probably two or three times. I had something at first, and then Evie and Cap were both like, oh yeah, we, we like it, we like it, or whatever. But I was like, nah, this this is trash compared to what I just heard. Right. So I, I ended up rewriting it a couple of times. Um, this is something I'm about to steal from uh, Hot Ones. You watch Hot Ones? Uh, no, the but I've they seen... make everybody eat chicken wings yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Um, they have a segment on there that they do call it a deep dive, where they just do a quick run through your Instagram. They flash a picture of your Instagram, you kind of give a quick one-two on what else is behind the picture, what's behind the post. Okay. Um, just from that thumbnail, okay. though, that's uh, the bridge on over, what is that, Forest Hills Boulevard? Is that in Bedford? I, I have no idea where I was, bro. I was in Bedford somewhere. Bedford? Like, it's one of those my like park senses kicked in, but what's this video about? Uh, man, that video is called On The Way. I don't remember when I dropped that, probably 2017, probably summer of 2017 I dropped it. Gotcha. And uh, 
I don't know, it's a dope video. It came, it actually started because EC Mar, shout out EC Mar, shout out, uh, started a challenge and then I started writing a verse for it and then I turned it into On the Way because it just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the next one we already touched on it, but how does that one make you feel? Does it, do you kind of just go back to the scene of the video? Yes, man. I love shoot. That was probably my favorite video to shoot. Just because we in a drop top Benz, he pulled the Benz up, had his uh, Magnum car. That was that was a super dope experience, man. Uh, what's the last one we got here? What video is this from? That's from Set It Off. That is Brett Benz holding the camera. I jumped over the fence. It was all muddy. I was kind of fucking up my brother boots. My bad. I cleaned them. But that was a dope video also. Y'all need to go watch that, play that, because uh, it only got like 500 views, which is blowing my mind. It, got a, it did pretty well stream-wise, so. Um, and this transitions to my next question. Um, looks like a little bit of performance action. What's it like performing your, your music on stage? It's dope, man. I, I just appreciate that people will come out to see local artists still. Like, I appreciate that, that the fan factor isn't dying down or however you want to put it. I just am happy that I can perform in front of people. Like, I don't really... I still get a little nervous or whatever, but once I start rapping, that's over with. Like, I don't get nervous while I'm rapping just before I hit the stage. But I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm trying to get more shows. I would love to get more shows. If anybody hears this and want to book me for a show, just tell me. I'll show up. You know, you got to book me. Just call me. You know. And what's your favorite part? Is it the making of the music, releasing it, or performing it? Uh, man. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question, man. Whoa. Let's see. I would say my favorite part would probably be making it. Nah, I can't say that. Releasing it, performing it. Performing is probably my favorite part, actually. Because even if we say performing is me rapping for people, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if we were just sitting here, me rapping for you, that's me performing. That's probably my favorite thing to do is show somebody else what I created. Making the music is stressful. Releasing it is stressful. I would say performing it is the least stressful, so that's probably my favorite. Um, you mentioned a line in there. The last couple uh, rappers that I've done, I've uh, had a little segment that I've tripped. You, I can't wait to release the one of Nuke. Uh -huh. It's uh, I, I pulled three songs, lyrics from their songs, to see how well do you know your lyrics. Would you say you know yours pretty well? Pretty 100%. solid. 100%. Nuke yeah. went 0 for 3 on his. Oh, really? I, I, I went deep enough into Nuke Town, which he hasn't listened to in forever. And uh -huh. it was great because Kip was sitting over there off camera and he was sitting here. And then the last one, he's like, oh man, that's. Uh... And then you hear Kip over there, he's like, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do we need to have a lifeline? Do we need to have a lifeline? That's funny. Um, in previous ones, I've pulled out and actually written them and just said them out loud, which also makes it harder. Uh -huh. uh, but since we scheduled this one so quick, I'm going to play a couple quick snippets. And if you could finish the next line after oh, yeah. it. That's you, easy. Yeah, I got it. That's easy. You got it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Everybody says 100%. <laughs> Seriously. I think only one person, I think Ken Archie was the only one on the podcast that hit 100%. I got it. Let's see, what do we got here? 
this one seems better. Whenever I stop it, you gotta tell me the next line. You couldn't get my swag through any operation. Too many observations. I've seen a lot of faking. Too many smiling faces. I see conversations. Yeah, World Series. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, I was gonna say. I, I want to. I want to say that you're right because you went on for like eight, eight ones. And that was World Series. I picked that one because you got the Indian shirt. Wow, um, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, let's go with my hands are actually. I'll see this on camera. I get out my hands. <laughs> <laughs> So what song is this been Set it off. I'm a J work. And let's see how well you know your lyrics, sir. But don't know shit about percussions. Fuck is you talking about? They make a minimum wage. Yeah. But don't know shit about percussions. What the fuck you talking about? They make a minimum wage. And we just be hitting them plays. And killing the stage. He's in them and snakes gotta go. I just want your head off, nigga. I ain't about to play around with it. I'm the motherfucking goat. These niggas ghosts. Ring up the ring. I'm a hedgehog, niggas. I'm a hedgehog, niggas. And they got a face and I'm cold as your basement. You don't want that picture around. I fucked that right there, but yeah, you know, you know. You definitely didn't know that one at all. I let it run just because it's such a good song and you were completely right on every single word. Thank you. So that. The last one we'll pull up. I think I usually always do three. Let's go with. Yeah. What are we listening to? We know. Now I remember they was hating. Now that y'all gotta face it. Lick it up and never phase me. Tell them never question greatness. I'm almost famous. All it takes is all your patience, all your faces, fallen graces, small debate, and large equations, all the bases, all your paper, hard to make it when all your faces harder days, but fuck, I gotta figure it out. percent across the board. Thank you. you. You are a straight A student on the Mike Miles University. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned earlier that Drake is one of your favorites. How do you feel on the on the whole debate of an, a rapper needs to write all their own stuff, or is it okay to have uh, the, the collaborators, kind of the ghostwriters? How do you feel on that whole divide? Me personally, I don't care. Like if we're, if we're talking about. If we're talking about you trying to get on, then okay, I believe that you need to write your own raps, whatever. But if you're already on and somebody else wants to take their whatever, their feelings or whatever, give it to you so you can express it and it's a hit, I don't care. That's raw. You know how many people have helped with their songs? Like, I don't care about the whole, like, I write all my own shit, so I mean... But that don't bother me at all. Yeah, I think uh, the difference is if you call yourself an entertainer, mm. then you're allowed to have everybody else, you know, have ghostwriters and everything else. I but mean, I, th I think it's the, the calling yourself, if somebody tries to call themselves a lyricist and they don't make all their own lyrics, that's, that's a different thing. But at the same time, if you are a lyricist, 
just because you got a verse or two from somebody, that doesn't make you less of a lyricist in my eyes, because I, I believe that Drake writes for other people also, and I don't believe that he just gets all his things wrote for him, but at the end of the day, I don't know. I feel like this is all entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Right. People just want to be entertained. They don't. People don't really care at the end of the day. That's why he has lost. He, I feel like he hasn't lost anything from that. Not even the Pusha T beef. Not Meek Mill saying he don't write his own shit. Like, still winning. Absolutely. And uh, who is your favorite all-time rapper? Wait, hundred percent. Way. Yep. I mean that makes sense. Your age, I think everybody that grew up, you know, in our time frame, I mean that was like the originator of rap for us. You know. I feel like it would have been. I would even if you would have put up pulled up three Wayne songs, I feel like I could have finished the verse. I feel like I know word for word over a thousand verses about Wayne, probably. Can you memorize everything else in life? The way that you do music, there's is you do you know every verse, but you're like, fuck, what do I need for the grocery store? <laughs> I do that a lot, a lot. Like, and everything rhymed, it'd probably be a lot easier, but. I'm very forgetful of things like that, but as far as this music thing, as far as reciting raps and things like that, I got that down to the TF like. And uh, speed-wise, I mean, you can go slow, you can go fast. Is is that all just? You, do you have, is it writing it down? Is it just your brain goes that fast? How do you how do you decide when to go slow, when to kind of pick it up, and that type of stuff? I feel like. My brain is always going a thousand miles a minute. I feel like that's just a, a natural Virgo in me to just talk, 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 talk sometimes. Like sometimes I just don't shut up and then I just start jumping from this to that to this to that so fast. And like when I hear a beat, I automatically think, okay, just go fast. I have a hard time rapping slow. I feel like because I want to say so much in so little time or whatever. Then I try to cram it in, but I usually have a, like a faster flow. Do you ever uh, get tongue tied? Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, how how long does it take to perfect one of your faster verses? Does it kind of come out in the first couple of trips, or is it just you know the, the the tempo you're trying to go and you just keep hitting it till you do? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll have to like I'll write something. And then I'll go try to record it, and it don't work out like when I was writing it, you know what I'm saying? So I'll have to change a word here and there to make the words fit better. But as far as like recording it or whatever, the only thing I would ever do is run out of breath. But I have to, I usually have to get one take. I don't like doing multiple takes. I don't like splitting my verse up. I don't, I don't like that. And uh, do we have anything new coming soon for Mike Miles? Hopefully. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, uh, I will be releasing some videos for my latest project, 27. That's available everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Title, all page streaming. Obviously, it's on YouTube actually too. So I probably got a couple views. But uh, as far as new music, I'm gonna try. Uh, I won't say try. There might be something dropping next week. There might be a project dropping next month for my birthday, but everybody's going to have to wait for that So It's funny you said that Nuke's dropping a couple of things on his birthday. It seems like everybody's present to themselves. What's his birthday? Uh, September 10th. Oh, that's right. My birthday's the 17th. So it could be a good week for Cleveland Music if you guys both decide to give yourselves the birthday present. Yeah, that would be dope. Well, one week apart. 
I look forward to that. And uh, you use '95 as your your album cover. Are numbers important to you? Dates significant? Like, what do you mean '95? Uh, I mean not '95. Uh, oh, '27. '27. Uh, I don't know what you're gonna say. Uh, uh, like, do numbers hold different weight to you? Is it kind of just a different uh, way to think of things? To be honest, the way that came about is it wasn't even like. It wasn't about the numbers, but yes, I would feel like numbers hold a different way with me just because I'm significantly better with numbers than I am with anything else. When I was in. You're better with time out. You're better with numbers than you are with words. Yeah, you're a, a fucking wordsmith. So you, are you just like a mathematical genius? Yeah, I wouldn't say a mathematical genius, but I'm pretty good at math. You know, I'm not. I'm not terrible. When I was when I was uh, in eighth grade or seventh grade or something, I memorized like 108 numbers of pi. And one, I actually came in second place though too. That's craziness. Yeah, my basic math skills or my mental math skills are pretty decent. So that's that's awesome. I, I failed math so many times so, in community college. I was like, I, I wanted to be a teacher originally, do like elementary school gym teacher, just figured it'd be a sweet gig. Mm-hmm. And I failed math so many times. I was like, I'm just going to go to business and start a business. You don't need to know nearly as much math. All right, there you go. Which is horrible, but that's how it works. As long as you can count the money, that's all that matters. I mean, I don't know how to add, subtract, multiply, divide, <laughs> I'm solid, you know? Every time I get into the algebra, I'd be like, oh, uh, why do I need to know this? Not at all. Then my brain would shut off. I'm like, I don't need to know this right now, so I'm going to go learn it. What makes for a good song? Or what makes for a good production of a song? Good production? I don't know. Solid bass line, I guess. It gotta be, it's just got to be hot. I like so many different beats, so man, I, I feel like I can go on any beat for real. The, I do have a certain style of beats that I like to a certain extent. Like people say, I sound like a New York type rapper. Like I like New York. I can kind of see that. The the group that I get a lot of beats from is called Synesthetic, and they're actually from New York. So maybe that has a little influence over what I'm writing to these beats. But uh, I, I wouldn't say like I would just say it has to be good. That's all. Just got to smack. Gotta, it's gotta be clean. I don't know. I think my beat selection is pretty good, but I don't really have a, a certain thing that I like. Okay. Um, you use Mac. Another simple word that you use a lot is grease. Tell us what's the significance of grease, and I think you also have a grease tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grease, grease, grease. Well, you can see the camera, whatever. But uh, significance of grease. All right, so. I went to Willoughby South, obviously, graduated uh, 09, but uh, Greece is Grease Lake, which is East Lake, Ohio, you know, and uh, it's where I started rapping, shout out Bartleby, that's who uh, got me started rapping, JBC, Bartleby, uh, but I don't know, man, I feel like it was just the first time that people actually gave me a chance at something, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't have to conform myself or whatever I didn't have to feel like I had to try to fit in with something just be completely myself and they actually listened to what I had to say actually wanted me to make music with them so I'm always forever loyal to the grease grease (laughs) and uh, everybody I've talked to in the last couple episodes either has tattoos or does tattoos Mm -hmm. What, what was it like when you got your first tattoo my first tattoo I only have two tattoos mind you and they are this one across my chest says Benny Vitovici 
and I got a star right here. I don't know if you see it, but uh, that was my first tattoo I got, and I was 18. I couldn't wait to get a tattoo. I was so it was right before I turned 19, actually, but I couldn't wait to get a tattoo. I was so happy. That shit hurt so bad, man. Shout out half. That's who did it in some random basement in Cleveland, bro. I don't even know where I was. Like, <laughs> I can't even tell you. But uh, And then Casey did this grease tattoo. And that was uh, last year. I ha I've had it for about a year now, I think. So that's like eight years apart, nine years apart that I got these tattoos. I want a lot more eventually, but I don't know. It's got to be something important, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got this tattoo because it means, obviously, I came, I saw, I conquered. And I feel like waking up every morning, looking myself in the mirror, and I got to read this across my chest. That just gives me motivation. Yeah. Come. So, see? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say that the ribs hurt the most. Would you agree? Yes. That shit was fucking, oh, my God. <laughs> that shit was terrible, man. Ask Casey about the story. Like, he'll tell you I was almost crying, bro. Like, that shit hurt. So, I didn't cry, though. I did not cry. <laughs> I was crawling fucking around on the floor after it was done. It was a few hours, that shit was. I mean, obviously I only got two tattoos, so I can't really tell you. Like, oh yeah, it was worse than my legs, my back, right. blah, 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 but that, that was pretty bad. And uh, do you do any other type of art? Do you only do music? Do you draw or do anything like that? Hair boy drawing. Me Hair too, boy. welcome to the club. I cannot draw for shit. I'm talking about, even if you gave me a ruler, I'm trying to make a straight line. That's so funny. I always say the same thing. I, I can't draw a straight line with the ruler, and I can't draw a circle with a cup. I, I, <laughs> seriously, something's going to be fucked up about it. But, uh, no, I don't really do... I feel like I'm good at, like, you know, small little things. Like, I'm a, I'm a decent pool player. I'm a decent shot at basketball. There's, like, little tricky things, I guess, I'm good with. Not as good as Billy. Billy? What is Billy's last name? Matsum... I'm gonna butcher it. Masamuso or Billy, you know your last name. He is raw at doing stuff. Juggling, balancing. I watched him balance a cornhole board on his chin. That was wild. We just talked about that on the last episode with uh, Nuke. That was wild. That's funny. I don't wanna repeat I should have watched this so I don't repeat stuff that people have said. But, but it's, it's great though even if you do repeat it because it's like everybody's perspective of the same situation <laughs> and everybody that talks about Billy says it's amazing and always goes straight to like this motherfucker balance X, Y, Z on his face. So. That was, it was crazy bro. I've never seen anything like that in person. Like you see it on TV, on the internet or whatever, that's one thing. But to watch him put a cornhole board on his chin <laughs> you were on his team in the cornhole against uh, Nip and, Nip and uh, I put that together. <laughs> um, yeah, we smoked him. Smoked him. Yeah, we were talking about that. I was watching from the from the back end of that, and mm -hmm. one of those, you're like, so this dude's over here juggling the things. Like he can't, you know, but you know he can put it anywhere he wants if he could juggle five of them at the same yeah. time. Uh -huh. and then you step up, you throw point after point after point, like it's your job. And they're just looking like, man, they didn't tell us they were like in the league. And then you yeah, guys go to switch, you know, switch uh, sides. And that's when Billy started throwing stuff on his face. Everybody's looking over like, wow, Billy's got the cornhole ball on his face. But yeah, it, it was dope. It was, that, was a, that was a good little party. I, uh, sometimes I'm good at cornhole. Don't let that one time fool anybody. I'm not the best player ever, but I'm not bad. Pretty decent. We smoked them though. Oh, uh, that that day you were in prime form. I, every, every time I was watching, it was just bucket, bucket, bucket. I don't think me and Billy uh, lost to anybody. 
No, I don't. I don't think you guys should ever. And uh, you mentioned uh, basketball. Decent shot. A lot of rhymes in your stuff contain basketball. Um, who's your favorite team? I'm guessing Cavs. Yes, Cavs have to be my favorite team. But I'm not. To be honest, I didn't grow up watching sports or nothing like that. Like I didn't. All my sports knowledge comes from like I don't know, maybe middle school and up, maybe or toward, more towards early high school and up. But I'm a I'm more of a player fan than a team fan, to be honest. Because I don't care. These it doesn't mean anything to me if these people beat these people or not. Like I want my home team to win. Obviously, I want a parade. I want to see these people who are playing for us do great. But at the end of the day. I don't lose no sleep over here. I want everybody to win. Have fun. Go LeBron, though. I'll always love LeBron. I wish, I wish he never left, but... That's fair. Did you go to the parade when we won? Yes. Yes, I was there. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen downtown. It was so... I saw Shannon Sharp on the street. I have a video on my phone. He just walking around. It was crazy. I, I didn't have that good of stands, but I, I went, ended up. I tried to pick the uh, the rapid at like seven, six thirty, seven in the morning, mm-hmm. over at like Green, mm-hmm. figuring you know, hop on there, go downtown. I got there and there was like a four hour wait to get onto the rapid. So I, it was right in the time when I was still running marathons and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I pulled it up on my phone. I was like, oh, downtown yeah. is like nine miles. That's a forty minute jog. I was like, four hour wait for the train or forty minute jog. I just jogged all the way downtown, got his little spot in line. That's crazy. It was smooth. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never seen anything anything that packed of people ever. Oh, me either. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. I like going to Toronto though. Toronto's a beautiful city. It's a ton of people downtown, but it's so. I've been there like seven or eight times. I want to say in the last two years. It's really really fun. Is the uh, Hotbox Cafe still up there? Where is that at? Um, like Kingston Street area? No idea. They got they got this little hippie district up there where, um, like even before that it was everything was legal up there. You could go and you had to bring your own stuff, but you could rent like a like you get a coffee and it would come with a vaporizer. Oh really? Yeah, it, it was uh, like a stoner haven up there years ago. Before what did it? When did we get legalized there? Two. Like a year and a half ago, not ago. that long ago. So before, I believe before it was legalized, I was still up there smoking. I'm not gonna say how or whatever, right? But it was, it's crazy how that is legal. Like people didn't care back then though at all. Not at all. I see more people. I saw more people smoking weed on the streets back then before it was legal than I have recently on the streets. It's crazy. Now that it's legal, people are like, ah, oh, we don't care anymore. We don't want to smoke. Right. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, when, uh, four or five years ago in Vancouver, they got another spot like that. It's called New Amsterdam Cafe, where mm-hmm. you're allowed to smoke joints inside, but if you ha- want to smoke a cigarette, you have to walk outside. That's and there's wild. like art galleries on the same street and cops just sitting out and they don't give a fuck. And that was before it was legal. Like. That's wild. Yeah, Canada's a, a tricky shit. And you, like, everybody's like, oh, Canada, Canadian people are so nice. They're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Where's the best place you ever traveled? Toronto, for sure. I did go to Jamaica, and that was pretty, pretty sweet. But it's just like the way they live is like, man, terrible. I feel so bad in that people just are coming there to visit their beaches and shit. But, like, we had to drive through the city to get to the resort or whatever and then the way that they live is 
terrible, man. Like, wow. But uh, probably Jamaica or Toronto, man. I go, like I said, I've been up to Toronto so many times these last couple years. I would move there tomorrow if I could. I love it. What are you going up there for? Music festivals? Just a vacation? or? The first time I went up there, uh, Big Hef. I don't know if you know who Big Hef is. He's a A&R and he's a representative for Def Jam and he has his hands in a lot of Cleveland music but uh, his company was my publicist team pretty much and uh, the first time I went out there he was presenting an award at a Canadian hip hop show and he invited me and another artist, shout out JC from uh, Arizona I think to go to Toronto with my so yeah sure let me get in my let me I actually already had a passport because I went to Jamaica. I was like all right let me go ahead and go. I went there, had a fucking amazing time. It was the rawest time ever. And then I saw that they were doing a T dot fest. It's called a festival outside to you know like a music showcase or whatever. So I was like okay let me submit for that and try to perform. Ended up performing in that and I just keep keep going back just because it's so much fun. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to any part of Canada that I didn't like. But I also haven't been to, like, Bumfuck Canada. That doesn't look fun on, like, the ice road truckers and stuff. Yeah, I'm not... Toronto is the only part in Canada I've been to. I want to go to Montreal, Quebec, all that. I wanna... Have you done, like, the Niagara Falls and all that, like, oh, yeah. basic I mean, tourist stuff? Yeah. I've been there a few times on both sides. That's cool. I go to New York often, too, to go to Seneca Casino. What's your game? Blackjack for sure. There, I usually just play slots because you get to drink for free, so I just play slots all day. Got it. When I I, I kind of go to the jack sometimes. I don't go as much as I used to, but I'm when I go to the jack, blackjack. I've always hated it down there. It's so expensive for no reason. It's a pain in the ass to park. I've never seen like a nice like personality dealer. You got to go during the day, and you got to stay for less than an hour. You get free parking. And during the day, the tables are all cheaper. Yeah, there's still like for downtown Cleveland though, like there should be five dollar tables. There should be some cheap gambling yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Uh, I used to play blackjack. I used to like roulette with craps. Whenever I do go to the casino, it's the fucking game. <laughs> it's the way to play. My dude just asked me to go to the casino earlier. Actually, he asked me like an hour ago. That's funny. And he actually just asked me a couple weeks ago too. He won like 400 bucks or something, $600 playing craps, it was crazy. Yeah, you could win a lot of money quick, but you could lose a lot of money quick. It's oh, all how aggressive sure. you want to play. And it's one of those, like, not, when you're not at the table, it looks intimidating. Like, you just see people, like, throwing money, and you're like, how do they how do they win, or how do they lose, or whatever. But, like, it's as simple as you want to make it. You, you want to play it a lot or a little, just throw it on something. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I always love, I play the don't pass, where, like, it's, you're betting that they're not going to hit their point, and people uh, get so superstitious and hate you when you play that way, you're like, it's the best odds on the whole table, them. like, mm-hmm. how, how likely can you keep fucking hitting the same number? Not very likely, you're going to throw a seven at one point, and then you, uh, I'm going to get paid, like, it has nothing to do with you. That's funny. Yeah, I've been gambling a while, was, like, I won forever, and then I went, like, through a couple week like, lost pass, and I was uh, like... Yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> I'm not used to this shit. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, let's wind it down. So you s- said uh, maybe by your birthday you're going to release something. 
Yeah, that, that, that's a big maybe. I'm still, I feel like 27 is still fresh. I take my time on it. I want to... You said you're thinking about doing some videos for that? What, what videos do you think are coming soon for that project? Uh, Road to Riches and Grease Lake. When you're uh, making songs and listening to your own music, do you kind of already get the vision for a video? Or do you kind of just go to your the director that you like and kind of put it in their hands? How do your video concepts come together? I mean, it's it's a little bit of... I won't say it's a little bit of both. I have ideas, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like they don't always pan out. So it's usually the more the video director. Shout out Fooly. That's who's directed most of my videos. Shout out Brett Van. Shout out 30. Uh... I don't know, it's usually fully though. Fully like, oh, I got this, I got the perfect idea as soon as he hears the song. Oh, I know what to do. So, I'll usually throw in maybe a little something or have like, like my Violi video. I thought I was supposed to be really getting drunk, but I was supposed to use fake liquor to drink. That was <laughs> not fake liquor in those bottles. So I was pretty drunk and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's so, awesome. And like, how long does a typical video shoot go together for you? Is it a lot of planning, or do you kind of just show up and get it done in a day, or does no. it kind of vary on projects? It it really, I don't think I've ever seriously planned like super planned a video out. Like I have probably I don't know five six videos out. They've all just been okay. The director says here's the location. I see this perfectly. Pick the scenes. I think it's worked out perfectly fine. It's been dope. Like I said, I'll add my uh, one, two here and there, but I think it works out pretty well. You said how long was it? I feel like I missed the question too. I like, like is, is it is it a long like is it like a week's worth of work for you? Is it kind of just show up and get it done? No, it sounds kind of just like a spur, like not a spur of the moment, but you guys kind of plan a day and they kind of just tell you where to be and you kind of do yeah, your thing? Yeah, pretty much it just like, here's the location, you cool with that location, here's the multiple, every, I think every video I've done besides one, that walked in video, because I was shot literally so fast, but it was still a great video. Uh, every video has been multiple locations, so fully it'll just be like, Alright, where you want to go, or I got the perfect location, we can go here, here, and here. So, it's really spur of the moment. Not really necessarily spur of the moment, but I feel like he listens to it about a week and then he finds something, but it ain't, it ain't much planning, to be honest. But it's probably a downfall. Just probably start planning my shit out. <laughs> they say planning's a good thing, but at the same time, a lot of like spur of the moment things kind of they just work. Especially like a video where as long as you get basic footage of everything, mm -hmm. you got you know take it back and edit it and blend it however you want to blend it. The only video that I wish I would have planned out for real is that we know video. Because like I said, I literally shot a video in a whole nother state that I had never been to before in less than 48 hours. Flying there, flying back. That that was wild. That was really some spur of the moment type shit right there. If you could do it again, would you have spent more time while you're down in, uh, that was in Florida, right? Yeah. Would you have spent another couple days and got more shots around the city and just for like some more palm trees or beaches and stuff? Not even necessarily that. I would have, if I could do it differently, I would just have a solid idea. Like there was ideas we had, but we didn't really do them or introduce them because we didn't, we felt like, we didn't know how OG Magnum would feel, you know what I'm saying? We didn't want to put him in a situation where he doesn't want to do it or have him looking crazy or whatever. So I don't know, I just would have 
created a better plan to shoot the video because that was also whatever type shit. <laughs> still worked out. 82, 80 some thousand people liked it, so. Absolutely. Or watched it, so. It's, it's crazy what to do with the cards and dancing could just blow up, wow, you know? Bro. You and I wow. can make that same exact videos that he did for years and never hit that same. And dude's got like quarter of a million followers, I think. I don't, I don't even know how much you guys know. I haven't even given up from all of that. He actually just hit me up not too long ago. I was supposed to bring him up to Cleveland and have him like host a show for me. I was supposed to perform, but it never worked out. So. Shout out OG Magnum though. I could hit him up probably today and he probably respond eventually. <laughs> in a couple right. days or something. We're not like super close, but that's the homie. I could hit him up and he would probably reach back out. That that's awesome. That it's amazing too. How old how old is he? Any idea? Bro, I don't even remember. Sixties. I wanna say late sixties. I don't even wanna make a number up though. I know I know he told me, but I honestly don't remember. That shit was a year ago, over a year ago, I mean, ago. like either way, 50, 60, whatever, I mean, like the way that he just vibes with young culture and just absorbs it is unique, it's, it's, I think that's what makes him, everybody's like, wow, that dude's just doing what he like, like he genuinely, like you could, at least for me, like what mm -hmm. I've seen of him, he just genuinely loves just fucking pulling up and dancing and fucking just being what he wants to be. That's the thing though too, like, people were asking me, oh, how was he, like, how, how is he in person, like, he is a real dude. Like, he's not faking for the camera. Like, all these videos that you see him in, dancing and shit or whatever, that is truly him and his personality. Like, he's actually a super, super cool dude. It's funny. When he's not dancing, too, and he's just regular. I think his name Bruce or something. <laughs> Shout out, Bruce. But, uh, yeah, he's actually a super cool, genuine dude. Yeah, and I think that's what help you, helps anybody blow up. I mean, same oh, with, yeah. like that's what makes your music good is it's genuine music. It's you can tell it's not just cookie cutter. It's you're putting your personality, your your likes, and just making it all into an art form, opposed to just trying to make something that sounds like a trap trap yeah. hit or whatever. You know? Yeah, I mean, I try. I mean, I just try to do the best I can. And like I said, I just hope people like it. Hope people give it a chance, listen to it. I try to stay relevant try to make music more like people are making music today and not be stuck in my own air in my own head but i only know what i know you know what i'm saying but i'm trying to adapt whatever how do you know one of the last music questions i got for you how do you know like you said you got a couple in the vault with a dirty backpack i'm sure you got a ton of stuff in your own personal vault mm -hmm. how do you know when the time to release something or when a song is done like what is just something clicks you're like i'm gonna put that out you don't know you never know to be honest because a lot of times i'll sit on i'll sit on songs because me and casey are just talking about this actually like talk about you got to put out songs consistently you got to put out a lot of songs you got to just keep working putting out music but at the same time i was just thinking like i gotta hold on to shit i gotta get people to listen to what i've already put out because i feel like i won't say necessarily taking it for granted but they're not really paying it the attention that I feel like it deserves. Not that, not boasting or bragging or trying to be conceited or whatever. I just feel like more people, I want more people to listen to the shit that I already like. Your mom ever made you food? No, you're going to eat the shit that I made before <laughs> I make you. I'm not making you nothing else. Eat what I gave you. So, I mean, I don't feel like it's necessarily the right timing. There are certain times, though, if you feel like you're on a buzz or whatever, you got a lot of, a lot of eyes watching you. Why not just drop a project like Machine Gun Kelly did when he was in that beef with Eminem? 
forget what the project was that he dropped. But, uh, uh, I forget the name of it. I don't remember at this very second, but he dropped like a little project. It, it's certain times that, yeah, it's probably a good idea to drop some music when you got all these eyes watching you and shit, but for me personally, I drop shit when I feel like dropping it, you know what I'm saying? And I never know when the song is done because I'll sit on a song for weeks and weeks and weeks only to release that same exact song later on that I could have released a long time ago. So I still got to work on my own time, and I don't have it down to a science. So. Do you remember the first time that you heard somebody else listen, like that you didn't know listening to your stuff or anything like that, any stories like that? Uh, the first time. I don't know, man. There's been I, I've been surprised a lot of times. I can't think of a... I'm bad with this, man. I can't think of an exact story of uh, somebody listening to my music, but I, I always get surprised at who listened to my music, you know what I'm saying, like, people will send me quotes of it, or just send me a message and tell me that they checked it out or whatever, it's a dope feeling to have anybody appreciate my shit, or even just give it a chance to listen to it, like, I, I think that's the rawest thing ever, even if they don't like it, one thing about it is, like, I want you to tell me if you don't like my shit, like, I hope you'll like it, but if you don't like it, tell me. I don't care. Like, let me know. I'll probably change something. Probably not, but... I have, like, the little outros, like, you know, if, if you thought it was great, leave a comment let me know. If you thought it was shit, let me know. Like, I don't know. Please. Like, I, I can't make a better product if you don't tell me, like, a different way to produce it or something I should have asked or things like exactly. that, you know? Yeah. It's all about the craft and getting better each trip and just, like we were saying before we started rolling, just the consistency of getting at it and getting better every day no matter what you do 100% practice makes perfect um so the way that I end every interview you're fully on the spot since you haven't seen it before but I call it the digital soapbox you get one minute look dead in that camera right there and you get to you could either make a plug you can give something motivational however you want to leave the listeners and the viewers you get to do it all on your own accord uh, take as much gathering time as you want and whenever you're ready look dead in the camera and you get one minute do I have to take the full minute? You don't have to take the full. Okay, let's see. And what do you say? What do I want to tell the people? However you want to end the interview. Whether you want to do a, a plug for a project, you want to do something inspirational, you just want to tell them to fuck themselves. However you want to leave the viewers, leave the listeners. Alright. Well, I go by the name of Mike Miles, M-I-C. Don't call me Mick, please. Thank you. There's no K in my name. But uh, I just dropped a project called 27. It's available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. Dropped that in uh, June. Uh, I've got new music on the way, hopefully. New videos on the way to release. Uh, just check me out, man. Give these local artists a chance. I always see people hating on local artists, but then you don't listen to people who actually got potential. Shout out Dirty Backpack. Shout out New Kip. Uh, shout out myself, man. Shout out Colin for having me on here. This is a dope show. I'm glad to be here. Glad that somebody wants me on their show. I appreciate it. It's always love. Uh, I don't know, man. Shout out to Grease. Okay. All right. Nice. It don't matter where you are in your life. You don't have to do it by yourself. Miles. I was just on Collins Conversations. Super dope. Check it out on Spotify.
As always, I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank the sponsors. I want to thank my guest. And I'd also like to ask you guys to go ahead and wherever you're listening to this at, maybe subscribe. Definitely leave a review. Even if you thought it was shit, let everybody know. If you thought it was great, let everybody know. And I look forward to the next episode, and I hope you do too. Talk to you then.